Welcome to the Confidence Through Health Podcast. My name is Jerry Snyder. As a health, wellness, and sports performance coach, my goal each week is to bring you experts to help you take control of your health and build your self-confidence. Thanks for including me today on your journey to better health. As an elite level runner and coach, I'm excited to introduce you to the All In Running Club. The All In Running Club exists to help you become a better runner. Whether you're a beginner, an elite runner, or anywhere in between, the mission of the All In Running Club is to give you the tools you need to find your success in running. Join today to take advantage of the 75% off yearly membership rate offer. Click the link below in the show notes to learn more. So welcome, Patricia, to the Confidence Through Health podcast. Hi, I'm really glad to be here. How are you doing, Jerry? I am good. And so like, I want to let everybody know, like we met through a, uh, a business mastermind that I joined in August and um, hearing a little bit about you through that and like doing some research. And I was like, okay, I want to have you on to talk about what inspires you to help people and the way that you're doing it. Because um, I think it's when I say it's a different way, it's not necessarily different from like what we should be doing. It's different from what people are told to do. Yes. hundred percent. So just a little quick, um, who I am. My name is Patricia Grace. I'm a holistic wellness coach and I'm an emotion coach, which a lot of people don't know. Um, I've been on a healing journey and a knowledge journey for a very long time. And the reason that I do this um, was it's my passion, it's my calling, because when I was young, I was 23, I got Lyme disease, and mm. I was undiagnosed for years, and I really had to pull myself out, and I had to find my own way, because nobody knew what was wrong with me. Yeah. So I spent two years in bed, and about five years housebound, so... Wow. I had no other option but to figure it out. So I started on this journey and then as time evolved, it evolved into like, well, I should really be helping other people on this journey, um, you know, to help heal themselves because I mean, let's face it, when we don't have our, our health, we don't have anything, Right. you know? Right. Yeah, so it comes, it comes from my heart and it comes from my experience and that's why I do what I do because I really love to, I just want to have people be their best version of themselves and to feel good every day. And people right. don't realize that they don't, you know, these things that they deal with, this is not healthy, normal stuff. You shouldn't be having headaches every day or constipation every day or whatever you've got going on. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to help people with all the knowledge that I've accumulated and all mm -hmm. the certifications I've gotten and all the stuff that I've, you know, done over the years. I'm like, I can't keep it to myself, you know? Right. Well, yeah. and you know, so it's funny you mentioned headaches because I don't know how many times I get asked that question is like, you know, when's the last time you had a headache or when's the last time you had, you know, this or that feeling that most people associate is a normal daily or at least once a week thing. And when I tell people, I don't think I've had a headache. For, I, like I can't even remember, but it's at least seven or eight years ago is the yeah. last time I had one. And they're yeah. like, what, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, I just, you know, I, I, I've learned the things like you have. And it's like, I do things differently than what everybody is supposedly told to do is the correct way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to get migraines like so bad. I mean, it would take me out for a day. I don't get headaches very much anymore, but if I do, I know it's a sign that I'm dehydrated and I need mm -hmm. to take a little time and a little space and, and make sure I hydrate really well. So, yeah. I mean, even though I hydrate like amazingly, sometimes we can still get dehydrated if we overdo it at the gym or whatever, you know, so you just yeah. got to keep an eye on that. But I would just say, check your hydration. The first thing would be if anybody's mm -hmm. talking about headaches all the time. Yeah. Yep. Very true. Um, and, and that's, you know, that goes to, I don't know how many times I've mentioned this on the, on the podcast is that the majority of people are dehydrated and that's like the number one thing of like yeah. not understanding how to take care of your hydration, not understanding how to breathe properly. Like they're basic things that, the, but they lead to so many other issues that can pop up with our health, which we don't necessarily attribute to hydration yeah. and breathing right and like oh, yeah. i would assume like from the emotional standpoint like breathing is a big piece of that puzzle like understanding yeah. how to breathe and calm yourself right yeah yeah absolutely i mean breathing my understanding is from research is that people who are mouth breathers versus people who are nose breathers have a shorter lifespan mm -hmm. and i mean yep. substantially it can be like years like eight years seven eight years shorter lifespan yeah. so just you know 
I'm not saying to people with deviant septums and stuff like that, but I mean, you really should really try to practice and like wear those little strips at night, do whatever mm-hmm. you got to do to get those sinuses open and start being cognizant and breathing in through your nose. Because I mean, that's really where your immune system starts is you have yeah. all these, you know, layers in your sinus and you're, you're supposed to be breathing through them and not going directly into your lungs. So right. it doesn't make a huge difference in your health. Yep. Um, but I know that's not necessarily your forte, like, but as far as like the emotional coach standpoint, like talk to us about like, how is that? Because, you know, I know enough, some of the research I've done is like what you eat plays a part in how your emotions come out and in, maybe not just come out to other people, but what you're emotionally doing internally to your mind, like how you're negative talking and all that stuff. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can be our own worst enemies or our own uh, best uh, friend. Mm -hmm. So emotionally, I mean, I work with a lot of people on detoxification, so Mm -hmm. I help them detoxify their body. And what I was finding because I'm a holistic wellness coach and I was finding that not everybody got better just from the you know, detoxifying their body. And I was like, what is the missing component here? And it's like calming the nervous system down with breathing and dealing with their emotions because a lot of people have inner child wounds, they have traumas and that stuff. I mean, we're all energetic beings. So that stuff gets stored in the body. So if you don't, and a lot of people, when they go through juice cleansing and stuff like that, you know, emotions will come up. Some people sail through it and some people like really struggle, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they go to that comfort food and they go to those other comforting things, whatever it might be. So I work with people through various techniques to help them deal with their emotions, help them heal their inner children. And, you know, that's where I found for people who weren't just getting well with the the juice cleansing and the detoxification, this was like a missing component, you know, and healing, like I said, calming that nervous system down because we just don't realize how much we're in fight or flight all the time. We're just in a a place of stress all the time. And I'll just say, you know, our lifestyle does not, (laughs) it's not really conducive to that, you know, like even when you're sick, God forbid you take a day off from work and rest, you know, like that's just not, it's frowned upon, which is crazy to me. So I think just um, helping people get through that stuff and really seeing their own patterns of behavior and expanding their you know, getting those emotions that are trapped in the body. So I work with people with sensations and stuff like that to to deal with the emotion. Like, where's the sensation in the body? Mm-hmm. Where are you actually feeling that, you right. know? I mean, that's why all these things, like people say, well, I have butterflies in my stomach, my heart's racing, you know, that headache or that pain could be emotions, you know? So mm-hmm. I just work with people to kind of release that as well as all the other things that, it takes to get well. It's it's a journey and we're yeah. going to be on it for the rest of our lives. We're always going to be growing and learning and healing, but I just want people to feel good, you know, yeah. because I know what it feels like to not feel good and have no help right. and you have to figure that out. So, and nowadays there's so much stuff out there and I'm so excited for that, but you know, 30 years ago, that wasn't <laughs> the case. You had to go yeah. to the library and look stuff up and there I was right. looking at little card files and stuff. Remember this? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and and so when you're storing stuff, like it's, it, it's completely different for every person, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, if you have, if you have this type of trauma, it's stored here in your body. Cause it's like, everybody's going to be completely different. So that, that adds complexity to it for somebody that's struggling and trying to figure it out on their own. Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, do a couple sessions, get some techniques, work with me, work with somebody else. Um, A tip that I could give somebody today, like just for your inner child stuff is just to like write letters to your inner child, Mm -hmm. like start with something as simple as that and see where that goes and where it takes you, you know, because then you're going to start digging deep and pulling back those layers of the onion to see what, what's really behind the emotion. Like for example, anger, You know, a lot of people go to anger first and it's like, anger is just a mask for all the other emotions, you know? So you're like, you got to take that off and say, what's beneath this? You know, is it my, okay, so now I'm feeling anxious. Okay. What's beneath that? You know, it's like a fear. So then I'm a fear of abandonment or whatever it might be in, in certain people's cases. And everybody is different because, you know, what might be traumatic to you might not be traumatic to me and vice versa. And all the things that happen to us, which might seem small, you know, um, it's big to somebody when they're, when they're a kid and stuff. And, yeah. and I guess my, my superpower is, you, you know, that movie, I can't remember what the name of it was, where the, the kid said, I see dead people. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I see inner children. So that's my superpower. (laughs) So when someone comes with something, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm seeing this inner child right now. And I know that I'm dealing with somebody who's like seven or 12 or whatever. Um, So intuitively I do see inner children. And I think that that helps me with the work that I do to help people to heal that emotional stuff. And it can be trapped anywhere in the body, you know? Right. Yeah. And that, that inner child though, is that, that's like, that's something that somebody can, can, can hide right until that stressful situation comes up and then it 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 pops up based on right like a memory that triggers like oh that situation similar to this situation and then it brings it up yeah i don't know how to deal with that yeah and it's like a trigger right so so you get triggered by something in your external environment or something Mm -hmm. somebody said or whatever and then you are either responding or reacting. And most of the time when you're in the trauma, you're reacting and you're just like reacting badly. And then you're like, Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Or I didn't, you know, and then you feel bad about it later because that was your trigger. And then you have to just like say, okay, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. So that's why I said, start writing a letter and in the child, like, what am I really feeling right now? Like I did this today. This is how I felt. I would, I reacted. And what is that about? And like, why did, and ask yourself that question. Why am I behaving this way? Mm-hmm. You know, and just kind of get into it and just really delve deep because yeah. really it's not as bad. I mean, a lot of people avoid it with yeah. <laughs> feeling their feelings with like anything possible. So, I mean, this is where all the addictions are coming in because yeah. they don't want to feel, you know, because right. it's just too painful. And a lot of people have been through like a lot of traumatic stuff. You know, I hear a lot of stories. Um, and then sometimes, you know, like nothing shocks me anymore, mm-hmm. but you do. I mean, as, as um, I'll say I'm an empath empathic coach yeah <laughs> empathic coach so i have a lot of um love for people and i understand you know where they're where they're coming from and and i can feel that you know yeah. so sometimes it's like you can feel it i can feel it in my body what they're yeah. feeling in their body kind of thing so it's like right. you know there's just a lot of traumatic things so i would start there just like just kind of look at it because you've reacted this way mm-hmm. and ask yourself why right so this is just one um um petal of the flower I was right. like that I work with with people is the emotional stuff but it's a huge one it's a huge one yeah. and so when when somebody let's say you see their inner child right they come to you and they're like I don't know where to start I'm struggling like mm-hmm. and is it would you say it's easier on a, on, a, on a whole I know everybody's different would it be easier for somebody to okay well let's let's get you eating healthy and do the detox part first and then handle the emotions or do the emotions lead to like, Oh, if I handle those, then it makes it easier to do the detox piece. Cause the detox piece isn't easy either. either. No, neither piece is easy. I think it depends. Like if I have somebody who has like serious emotional trauma, Mm-hmm. then I might want to work on that first or during the detox because you don't mm-hmm. want to just let them do a detox and then not have that support. Right. Um, so I would I would say sometimes I've, I've suggested to people, let's do this emotional work first and then we'll get into the juice cleanse or we'll do mm-hmm. them both simultaneously. And then some people, like I said, you know, sail through the detox and maybe deal with emotions later. So it really depends right. on what comes up for everybody. Um, sometimes in the refeed, I think it's even more difficult after a juice cleanse oh, yeah. because that's when people are starting to like, they felt deprived. They feel a lot of emotions mm-hmm. coming up, you know, they're getting their comfort food again or, or some food yeah. to comfort them. And then they're starting, you know, back on the path and back in the patterns of behavior that they want to change mm-hmm. and need to change so that they can grow. Yeah. In addressing that emotional piece, no matter how big it is, is mm-hmm. a huge piece of having those behavior changes stick long-term yeah because right? if you don't address the behavior piece like then it's just a matter of like basically you're doing a new year's resolution every year in <laughs> you know 18 days 24 days and then it's done and you're like okay well back to life yeah like, well i mean i will say this people's level of self-worth i mean you're never going to rise higher than your level of self-worth mm-hmm. and if you have all this emotional trauma your self-worth is going to be lower you know, right. so you really need to get in there and do that because once you raise that level of self-worth, everything else is going to come up with it. So that is really the basis of, of what I do is to help raise their level of self-worth, release the traumas. And again, all the food stuff and components to that as well, herbs are brought in and whatever, you know, whatever needs to happen. Like I said, there's a lot of little petals on the flower. So it's, it's definitely an individual um, basis. 
Well, and so I did want to talk about herbs too, because uh, as an herbalist, like that's something that I, I don't want to say it scares a lot of people, but I think a lot of people are just like, they don't have a clue in, you know, when you look back at, you know, a hundred years ago, 150 years ago, when people were mainly living on the farm and they're, you know, multiple generations in a household and you've got the traditions passed down from grandma to granddaughter, you know, like, and it's yeah. like, okay, why are all these herbs on the, you know, windowsill and there's herb garden here and it, all the different things. And, and it was, you know, oh, go, go use this herb to treat this thing. And we've lost all of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, when you look at the pharmaceutical industry, I mean, they'll take an herb or something in nature mm -hmm. and then they'll try to isolate a component from that because it does work. Right. So then right. they try to isolate a component and make a synthetic out of it, which is never without side effects, you know? So right. when you take an herb, they are primarily without side effects. There's not, I mean, there are some herbs that are poisonous and you have to be careful and you can, sure. you know, take too much of something and stuff like that. And you do need to know what you're doing when you're prescribing herbs because you want to be careful if it's children and that kind of stuff and the dosages. Right. But I mean, it's coming from nature originally, you know, mm -hmm. and we've lost that due to no fault of our own, let's just say. We mm -hmm. don't have to get into all the theories about it, but we've <laughs> lost that. And, you know, bringing that back in, I think it does scare people. What I find interesting, though, is when you start to tell people, hey, take this herb. And I love for people to educate themselves. I love for people to learn, you know. I mean, a doctor could prescribe something to somebody and they'll just take it, you right. know, without reading that pamphlet, which is like, you know, eight yep. pages long of all the side effects and all the things that it's going to do. And maybe you need another drug to cover that drug so that you right. feel good, and, you know, to mask the symptoms, basically. So we're masking symptoms there isn't really a cure, let's say, in a lot mm -hmm. of these things, especially when it comes to chronic disease, you know, right. chronic disease in the body, there's really not a lot out there. And I think a great surgeon is amazing. And, you know, if someone's having a heart attack, yes, I want a doctor to, right. uh, to help me and stop that process. And, and, you know, but beyond that, we really need to take responsibility for our own health. And right. I think that so many people just give that power away and we've been indoctrinated to do that because we're like, oh, well, they went to a particular school and they know more than I do. Right. They do have a set of tools and that's great, but an herbalist has a set of tools as well. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, keep your mind open. And if you can incorporate both together and that's your wish, then great. And if not, just, I would just be open to like, learn what else is out there that isn't going to cause me all these side effects that might help alleviate and actually get to the root of the problem versus just masking the symptoms of a problem. Right. Um, because like you said, our cells are, our cells are, are built around like dealing with the natural plants and the herbs and the, the things in nature. And when you start messing with that, in, whether it's pulling in synthetics or taking pieces of that out so that you like high dose one part of it, your body goes, okay, I don't, this is different. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, then we're losing synergy, you know, cause we've right. got synergy in, in this like curcumin or turmeric, you know, like there's synergy in the whole. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, keeping in mind that you're, you're taking away and stripping away. It's kind of like when you're eating white rice versus brown rice, you're stripping away all the fiber right? Like you do with the white rice and then you're just right. eating the white rice where with the brown rice, you've got all the fiber, it slows down your digestion. It helps feed the microbiome. So it's kind of the same thing. If you're taking away the synergy and just pulling out one component, it's not going to be the same. It's just not. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I do have to tell you about a program I've got coming out. Yeah, on please do. If you want to hear about yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, I've started a new program and I'm really excited about it. It's called Gut Health Restoration. So it's basically oh. a 40 day program and it's transform your gut, transform your life in 40, it's a 40 day intensive program. Mm -hmm. So I think that people forget that 70 to 80% of our immune system is in our digestive tract. Okay. Yep. You know, so so when you're healing that. Like I said, through through this is for anybody. I mean, like you can have any kind of um, issues. People who just want to refeed after a juice cleanse, mm -hmm. people who have constipation, diarrhea, irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, colitis, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
issue you have, you know, you can take drastic steps and drastic measures within 40 days to really get to the, the root of the issue and to, to diversify the microbiome and increase and help um, strengthen your immune system. Right. Yeah. So, so it's going to be me. I am a certified holistic wellness coach Mm -hmm. and it's 40 days of exclusive access. Um, We're going to have a telegram app where people can reach me. I want to say 24 seven, but during business hour, if if you're really an emergency that I'm I'm there, but it's going to be a private Facebook group um, with a community of people. There's going to be a weekly zoom meeting. So it's going to be face to face time with me as your coach. And there's going to be instant access. I created three really cool things. So one is the microbiome rebuilding guide. Mm-hmm. And the other one is understanding the vagus nerve. And mm-hmm. the other one is fermented food recipes. So I've come up with a little fermented food recipe book and these two other PDF guides. So as soon as people sign up, they're going to have um, access to all of that. There's going to be an action plan for refeeding and rebuilding the microbiota, which I know nowadays it's a huge buzzword, but it is so important to take care of our our gut health and to really try to diversify that. And that's um, that's what I'm all about is trying to help people do that. There's going to be, we're going to start a little herb garden. Even if it's on the windowsill, we're going to do a little windowsill garden. Um, I'm going to introduce people to a journaling protocol, which is going to improve their mental and physical health. So like I said, I'm I'm incorporating a little bit of that mental stuff and the emotional stuff because it's, it's going to come up. Um, There's going to be techniques to regulate your nervous system. There's going to be accountability and community support and just connecting with like-minded people who are also walking through it and doing with, you know, and learning, you know, we're all going to be learning together and learn growing together. So, so I have a link that you can put out there. It's on my website. Um, It's also going to be on uh, raw vegan heroes website. So people can sign up either way and it's going to be 40 days intense gut restoration. So I'm super excited about that. I've been working really hard for like six months, putting the program together. Nice. And so let me ask you, because, um, 40 days, why, like, why 40 days? Like, is there, what, is there a, you know, it takes about that amount of time to really start to, I mean, you can, you can change things within days, you know, like, you know, as you've done stuff, but it really does take a little bit more time to create a habit. It takes, uh, you know, I think it's, what do they say? 30 days to create a habit. So it's yeah. 30 days to create a habit. It's also, you know, and, and we're changing uh, our body and that's not really something that you need to rush, you know? Right. So I like to put, I mean, it can go longer. And I'm, my, my goal is that people will continue this when they finish sure. the 40 days and they have that habit now and they've got all the tools that they need in their arsenal. So like I said, I'll, I'll be there to answer all questions, but I think it just works out like 30 days doesn't always seem like enough. 60 days right. might be too much for people, but I think everybody can do the 40 days and really, really get to the level that they need to get to. Right. Well, and I think that like, there are certain things that, that yes, you can, you can heal. Like if you go very drastic. Um, but I also know that like w- w- from doing this for so long that like, there's very few people that can make that big of a drastic change in their especially their eating behavior in yeah. like two or three days, like your body could definitely recoup from it and feel better and start regenerating in, you know, but that habit, like, and mostly it's, it's the people that have had that massive heart attack or that, that huge wake up call. They go, Oh wait, no, I need to change now. And those are the people that are successful with that. But otherwise, yeah, it does take time, not necessarily for the body to heal because it can heal quickly but it's that emotional mind part. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's why I said, that's why I'm bringing in the emotional support and stuff yeah. too. Um, we're going to have this one giveaway and basically that's going to be an emotion code session with me. So that's going to be one of the things when I'm doing a little contest in there and it's going to be like about diversity. So people cool. can sit there and like we're going to mark it down and whoever's got the most diversity and, and kind of really does all the work is going to win the, the contest to do an emotion session, yeah. even though I'll be talking about stuff like that with the group. So, sure. yeah. Yeah, sure. it does take time. I mean, I think the biggest misnomer is that people think they're going to do a 40 day juice cleanse and then they're done, yeah. you know, or a 30 day juice cleanse and then they're done. And they're like, oh, okay, I should be healed by now. Right. And it's an ongoing journey. And, you know, the longer that you work on it, the better you're going to feel. And yeah. the more 
you're going to grow emotionally. And like I said, we're going to start working on some of those um, inner child wounds and all that kind of stuff as well. So yeah. it's going to encompass a lot. Like I said, it's going to be an intensive, yeah. yeah. Intense 40 days, but it's going to be amazing. Well, and I think that's great because it's, it's, there are things that like can trigger, you know, and, and like, I mean, gluten is one that a lot of people have heard about and talked about and, yeah, you know, whether, whether people believe it's gluten or it's, you know, the glyphosate or whatever it is about, you know, the wheat plant, but, but there, there've been documented trigger that it, it can take 30 days for that to rebalance and your, you know, your, your intestine to your overcome system. and everything. And so that's what I, one of the things that I laugh when somebody tells me like, oh, I just do a cheat meal every two weeks. And I'm like, okay, well, you're never really healing if that's part of your cheat meal. Right. Like, there's always a disruptive piece in your body for, cause you never get past the 30 days point to. Right. Because you might be something that's creating inflammation and you're just starting to heal that inflammation. And then you're bringing it back in. Right. As far as gluten goes, I mean, I, I find it so interesting and, and I'll touch on glycos glycosphate a little bit. Um, I don't know if people realize that when they are drying wheat, for example, you know, the faster way to do it is at the very end, instead of waiting it for it to dry naturally, is they're going to spray the whole field glycosphate and like really right. saturate it. So that's going to dry it down really quickly because it's basically killing the plant, right? So you're just right. going to, and they've said, well, we don't kill the plant, but in the end they actually do. So right. they're going to spray the heck out of it with the glycosphate. And like, how do you think that's not being absorbed into the wheat right. in this example? And then you're eating that and you're putting yeah. that in your body and then you're, you're not going to feel good. And I have people with all kinds of symptoms. Some people don't get like a celiac kind of thing. They get tired mm -hmm. or some people get really irritable, you yeah. know, and this can be from gluten and glycosphate, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's not only devastating to the planet, but it's devastating to you, right. you know? And the only way I think that we can change the collective is by starting by changing ourselves first. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to really, like they said, you know, the work starts at home. It starts with me. So right. it starts with me, it starts with you, and then we can spread it from there. So, yep. yeah. Um, and it really is, it, it really is all tied to what you put in your body, whether it's mm -hmm. food or, you know, what you're absorbing through your eyes or what you're listening to. Um, because that, that collective, if, if the majority of it's negative in, in how it impacts your body, then the output's going to be not really what you want. Right, right. I mean, we can touch on like uh, the Holocaust of, uh, going on for animals on this planet right now. Mm -hmm. If you're taking, and I'm a vegan, as are you, yep. Yep. if you're taking in these products, and that's what they are, they're just man-created yep. products so that we yep. can consume them. You're taking in the fear, the anxiety, mm -hmm. the cortisol, the adrenaline, all the hormones that they've been shot up with, all the antibiotics they've been, you know, sprayed all over them so they can right. stay disease free, which they don't. Yeah. And then you can't put that into your body without absorbing all of that pain. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing in more pain just from eating animal products. So that's right. just one way, right? Yeah. And then like you said, it's what we're putting in our minds, what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're what we're absorbing in every way, not yeah. only what you're putting in your mouth, right? So right. It, it starts with all of that. But I mean, I remember years ago, I was listening to somebody, I can't remember her name, she's a politician's wife. And she was talking about, um, you know, what we're listening to. And I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. And now I'm like, it's true though. You know, like it is, yeah. it's like surrounding yourself with people who are uplifting, inspiring. You know, I never want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be the right. dumbest person in the room because I want all those other people to help me bring me up to another level, you know? Yeah. So I think that the people you surround yourself with, the habits that you have. You know, we're all trying to, I'm not saying we're all, I'm trying to be the best version of myself and constantly grow and learn. Yeah. And I always say like, well, what, what do you know? Like, I don't know any, I, I know less, the more I know, the less I understand. I mean, right. I really, what, you know, cause I feel like there's so much to learn, you know, and I'm yeah. like, I'm excited to learn it and I'm excited to share what I've learned, but, yeah. but yeah, what you surround yourself and the people you surround yourself, what you put on your skin, what you mm -hmm. put in your mouth. I mean, people yeah. don't think about that too. I remember once I, I got a magnesium lotion and this is something that's healthy, right. And put a little bit, sure. and I was just sitting there and I was like, I need to moisturize, you know, and I need to moisturize all over. And I put it all over 
It was way uh, too much overload of magnesium. <laughs> and then I was like, and my thyroid was kind of like irritated and, and like puffed up. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I threw my balance off so right. severely by just putting some cream on that I bought at the health food store over the counter. So, right. so knowing the synergy and the balance of all these things in the body. And then, like I said, it's, it's, it's changing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's that, you know, it's, what's interesting is that like, since I've been, well, I've been vegan for several years, but raw vegan for a year. And like the longer that I've been, like the less I've used sunscreen and I'm in the sun all the time. Um, and in like people ask me and like, yeah, I did, I did have a sunburn last year, but it was literally, I was in the boat. We have a boat. I was in the boat on the lake for eight hours. Okay. Right. Well, that, that's excessive. Long I didn't put anything on. Boat, like, especially with the water reflecting. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. So, okay. <laughs> I got, I got sunburn. Um, but other than that, like I can be outside for two, three hours and never get sunburn. And, yeah. you know, in the past it would be sunscreen every, you know, every hour at minimum, like spraying mm-hmm. it on, but then you start to read what's in it. And it's like, it, it's, it, not only the stuff that's in the mainstream sunscreen mm-hmm. is bad, but even if you try and get a healthy one, like you said, if you put too much on, then like you're still going to be out of balance. Yeah. And so you may get a little bit of protective piece from it. But the thing that I found was just super interesting is that like my skin is by, by providing what it really wants in plants in the correct balance of nutrients, like it's, it's developed its own layer to protect me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, your skin is your biggest organ. You know, and it's there to help detoxify you and it's there to help you sweat and to get the toxins out of your body. So I also do not use sunscreen. I mean, if I'm going to be at the beach for a long period of time, I mean, it's funny because I would burn. I was like, I had two shades. It was white or red. Like I was Mm -hmm. lost or rose. (laughs) And I don't anymore. I mean, I don't, I will bring an umbrella or something like that and, you know, use my, but I mean, it's important to get those light rays in your eyes. It's important to get it on your skin and, I don't think there's any, maybe there's some organic ones or something, but I don't really think there's any healthy sunscreen. I don't think there's any need for it actually. And it's funny because I think my color has changed a little bit. I'm a little more tan than I used Mm -hmm. to be. And I'm very like pale person. I've always have been, but I mean, people would say to me like, oh, you look tan or tanner, you know, in the summer. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I don't need it. I just don't need it anymore. So it's amazing that the changes on so many levels, including in iridology, when your eyes change a little bit of color and you can see the effects that your diet's having yeah. in your eyes, it's pretty amazing. Well, and that so that was one more thing I wanted to touch on because you you have that on your website um, about the differences and changes in your eyes and like being able to, and, and it's something that my wife and I, we, we absolutely 100% can see in our son, like he's He's got black eyes, so it's like you can't really see his iris, but you can 100% tell when he's not feeling well based on you, like just his eyes. Like cover everything else up, just look at his eyes, and you're like, you don't feel well, right? Like yeah. it just, it is the window to what's going on. Um, yeah, it is. And so how does yeah. that, like, how does that help you you as a coach, like looking at that and going like, okay, well, you know, maybe somebody's not being 100% honest with what's going on because they're still struggling with their own ability to figure out what's going on but you can see like oh no there's there's issues because of what you see in there yeah i will use that when it comes to um so there's different levels of of disease that you can see in the eye mm-hmm. so it's like acute chronic um and degenerative and you can see what level maybe a particular organ is associated with a certain area and you can see maybe the adrenals are really at a degenerative level so then i'm like they might need some herbal support in this area so i'll use that in people to try to help support the glands mm-hmm. um you know to get them where they need to be but I also find it encouraging because if they've done uh, an iridology reading and then they do another one six months later, a year later, you can actually see improvement and it really helps people. You know, I mean, we all want to hear like, we're doing great, you know, like, Hey, look at the improvement because now I don't see that as degenerative. Now I see it as acute. It's more white versus yellow versus brown versus black, you know? Mm -hmm. So now like we've lifted that and you can actually see the physical evidence of it. So it does help me to, 
because I have a whole questionnaire, you know, that mm -hmm. I do with people and I, and I break it down into what's going on with them. And it's about eight pages. And I know people resist doing it. They're like, oh, yeah. I don't have time to fill it out before. I'm like, well, you're going to have a better session with me if you actually fill it out. And I have more information about you yeah. and I can go through all that stuff. And then we can do a neurology reading. But it's it's fascinating to see, just like in Chinese medicine, you know, where all these things correlate in the body. And I mean, they really are, your, your eyes are definitely the window to your body and to your soul. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's something that I hadn't really thought of from the, the, the health perspective. Mm -hmm. um, like, and so it's, it's definitely going to be something that I start looking more in, in <laughs> directly into people's eyes, especially when they're one of my clients um, to be like, okay, what, like, what do I see? Do I see health? Do I see vibrance? Do I see an issue? Um, yeah. You know, in, because I think we've all seen people that have, that are unhealthy and seen, like we can see it in their eyes. You know, you can see it. Um, yeah. Not just an acute illness, but like the chronic illness, you can see that there's something different. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think it is. And, 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 you know, you mentioned Chinese medicine. I, the, the more and longer I get into my health journey and trying to help other people, I'm like, the more that ancient traditional Chinese medicine who that, that side of what's going on and so when i look at it now i look at like okay well if if i'm going to a doctor for something sort of like you said earlier like if 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 it's a heart attack or i need a bypass surgery i i'm looking for the absolute best surgeon i can find mm -hmm. but if it's something chronic then i'm like i want to know well first off i would stop by somebody like you or me but then mm -hmm. like okay well if i'm going to a doctor because it's still there's still something there how much does the doctor believe in and rely on the traditional side of medicine versus how much are they looking at the current model of medicine with the pharmaceutical base of it right yeah yeah i mean i've seen in my years and journey i've, I've seen everybody and done everything and tried everything yeah. so i've seen shamans i've seen chinese medicine doctors i've done acupuncture i've done, you know and i think that there is definitely um something to all of it, mm -hmm. you know, and these, these traditional ways and, and that kind of stuff, but not everything works for everybody. Right. And so, you know, if you can kind of hone in, like I said, talk to yourself, talk to myself and say, okay, like this has been my experience with these type of things. Did that work? Like mm -hmm. acupuncture, I think is great for pain. Um, it's also great to relax the nervous system and, and that kind of stuff, but did it work for my particular issue? It did not. Yeah. You know, it's not putting that down as right. far as Chinese medicine goes. I went to a, um, a guy who was trained in China and then also, you know, practiced in the States. And I got really, really sick doing that oh, wow. because herbs that were, this is before I was an herbalist mm -hmm. and herbs that were being put together, you know, they were just, they were dehydrating me. And I was like, and I had said, well, I, you know, I looked up a couple of them because some of them had names. I had no idea what they were, you know, yeah. it's like, but it says this one is dehydrating. He's like, no, but the synergy and I know, and I'm like, but I'm telling you my body right now. Like right. I had to pour myself in the car and I was like, really not well. So I had been doing the herbs three times a day as instructed and all that kind of stuff. So, so you just really need to, to really focus in on what's working for you what's working mm -hmm. for your body everybody is different i'm right. not saying that there's not great chinese medicine doctors and they have a lot of knowledge to share mm -hmm. but you do have to be careful because you can't let somebody convince you or talk you into like well i know better right. like you don't you're not in my body so you right. can't be having my experience you have to really be tuned into your clients and stuff like that so right. so yeah it was a an interesting um I think it was like six months I did that for, you know, just to mm -hmm. try it out and it didn't work for me, but yeah. that doesn't mean it won't work for other people for right. other issues, but for the chronic stuff that I was dealing with and with the, the nerve damage. And one of the symptoms of Lyme is having low blood volume. So if you've already got low blood volume, oh, it's yeah. really easy to dehydrate. Yourself. Yep. So I was hydrated and I wasn't diagnosed. So he was just going based on symptoms. Right. Mm, right. And then, my symptoms. Hey, there was one point where there was a modulator. So there's modulators and one of the modulators, which is basically more about balance mm -hmm. was fantastic for me. And I was like, this is working really well. 
but his thing was to switch it up every week. And I was like, but oh. we should say what's working here. Why are we putting right. me to this one? Which was then like the demise. I was like, this yeah. is not good and I'm dehydrated. So, yeah. so it's, you know, it's a delicate balance and, and everybody, although we have so much similarities, everybody's different. Right. Well, and I think you hit on a really key point is that like it, there are many different things that can work different for different people it but if if you if you're not listening to your body it's similar to you know if if you go to the doctor and just trust them because they're the doctor right. but it's not helping you feel better like you need it you need to, you need to go to another doctor you need to go to another avenue you know, like you know a different way of going it and and i remember seeing something um i can't remember last year or the year before about second opinions, doctors giving second opinions and whether you should go get a second opinion. And it was like 60% of the second opinions are going to be different from the first one. Right. Isn't that amazing though? And so it's <laughs> like, okay. So if you only go with the first opinion, like yeah. 60% of the time, you're going to have potentially a, something completely different mm-hmm. to go and say, you know, and of course that's not for like broken bones or things. This is for chronic issues that, yeah. you know, and and so it's like, should you get a second opinion? Absolutely, you should. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's from another doctor or from somebody else who's who's, you know, learned learned it in the way that you're dealing with the issue. Um, but yeah, it's finding those people that can help you and making sure that it helps that you feel the difference. Like, right, that's a big piece of it. Because if you don't feel the difference, if you don't feel healthier, if you feel worse, like you know, and, and now granted, I'll say that with saying also like, okay, well, if you, if you're going to start a detox, you, you're probably going to feel worse for a couple of days before you feel better. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Like, so the there Herx is that window reaction. There. Yeah. The Herxheimer reaction is a, yeah. it's a real thing and you can feel worse before you feel better. And that's, right. that is natural and normal, right. but to a degree, right. Just like yeah. everything else. So, but yeah. I think being in tune with your body and I think so many people are not in tune with their body right. <laughs> and, you know, I think that just that level of not being healthy and, and just thinking that that's normal, like, you know, you're right. going to wake up every day achy or tired or this or that. And that's not how you should feel, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's not just a, Oh, I turned 40. So now my body's going to fall apart. So I just right. have to like, accept it's, it's, it. Oh, it's just old age. Like maybe it's not. Cause I mean, there's tons of people out there who are like living their best life and they're in the yep. gym and they're 80 and they're doing their thing. And you know, it's, it's about the quality of the life, right. not just the longevity of the life. Like I want to make sure that my quality is there when I'm, when I'm 80, you know, right. I want to be able to be going to the gym and doing all that stuff that I like to do and, and running right. around and being myself. <laughs> yep. I don't want to be sitting at home and having, you know, to be shuffling across the floor and, and not being able to, and microwave myself a meal and right. you know, not really enjoy my life. What's right. the point then, you know? Yep. Well, or to be like, you know, um, my wife's grandmother who is 90, two or 93 mm-hmm. um you know we saw her over the holidays and I, I she says it almost every time we see her now she's something to the effect of oh it sucks getting old just don't get old just you don't want to get old and i'm like really like yeah. you know yeah. um but, turn up, right don't get old <laughs> right like, yeah. yeah so i think i think that that's just a, a reminder like you said you know like okay we can say okay let's get old with you know let's feel good when we're old so right. what can i do to make that rest of my life the best of my life you know what can i do to that i'm not going to be feeling bad like you're you know hey look she's 96 though i mean like you got to give her credit though yeah Yeah. she's i mean she's gone past the average lifespan which actually went down this year in the united states that was the first time in in a really long time that the the lifespan has actually gone down so i mean that's like that speaks volumes you know right yeah we're doing doing something wrong here if that's what's going on and but it's also speaking of age, it's also like making a change like this is not something that's necessarily age restrictive, right? Like you can do it in your 30s, you can do it in your 70s, like whenever you decide like I need to make this change, like it, it you can still benefit from any positive change. Oh, absolutely. Every every positive change. I mean, and it's a stacking thing. I mean, you're just going to mm-hmm. start, you know, building up all this momentum and stuff. So I mean, like if right. you start going to the gym or you start going for walks, you know, if you're a little older and you just start walking every day, get out for a half hour, an hour and start walking, everything is going to be, you know, cumulative and bring you to another level of health. And then you're just going to want to do more because you're like, Hey, this is good. I want more of that. You know, I want to feel better. I want more of that. (laughs) 
And that's the thing that I think that a lot of people are, they don't understand that side of it because they're so, and I know part of it is like the, the, they're afraid to make the behavior changes and, you know, and do without maybe something that's, that's part of their life or whether it's a comfort thing or whatever. Yeah. But if you just start, like it, it, it breeds its own like momentum if you just get going. Yeah. I mean, I was at the gym this morning and I love the little thing on the wall and it was like 1% better every day. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you just like 1% better every day, like imagine your trajectory right? You know, is just going to take off. So, I mean, yeah. just those little things like drinking more water every day or whatever, like sitting and writing those letters to your inner child, working mm -hmm. on the emotional stuff, working on the physical stuff, what you're putting in your mouth and your body, what you're putting on your body. Like I tell women, I think on women's day, I put out a little video and I was like, really pay attention to the things that you're putting on your body, like as women, because we put a lot more products on the men right. and just those, like, start there. Like if you're going to Ulta Beauty, I might change that up a little bit and say, okay, where can I get more organic products? Because I don't right. want to be the amount of chemicals that are unregulated that you're putting in your body and on your skin. It's going right into you. Mm -hmm. And then it's going into yourselves. And then that's what you're building yourself out of is these right. chemicals and toxins. And we're inundated with this stuff, you know, oh, between yeah. the air and the water and the, you know, and mm -hmm. it's overwhelming. So it's like, just start one place. Say, hey, I'm going to just improve the water quality that I'm going to have today. And I'm going to get a, you know, a water system or something in my house, yeah. or I'm going to go start at the gym, you know, I'm going to start walking. I'm going to do any one thing right. and just start that trajectory of change. And in a year from now, it'll be an amazing transformation and, and you're oh, just yeah. going to, yeah, you're just going to continue that, you know, that trajectory, because I mean, like I said, I want those years to be, I want to be energetic. I want to be strong. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want Alzheimer's. I don't want, you know, all these diseases dis that, I mean, you mentioned um, doctors and second opinions and, and stuff like that. I believe it's the fourth leading cause of death in the United States is from medical mistakes. Right. Medical yeah. Mistakes right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. there can be mistakes in the holistic world as well. And you just have oh, to be sure. careful who you're working with, but you have to be in tune with your body and, and you've got to be your own advocate. I think that's right. super important is to advocate for yourself. You know, if yep. you're going down that path or even in, in a holistic path, you have to advocate for yourself. So if something you give it a certain amount of time, if it hasn't done anything for you in six months, then maybe you need to change things up or right. maybe you need to hit it harder, you know, and you need to take that, you know, to another level. So I think there's so much out here now that people can utilize, I would say, not a New Year's resolution, but a New Year resolution, right. you know, just put something towards what am I doing today? Just one stop to be a better version or the best version of myself, you know, yeah. like now I'm meditating two hours a day in um, preparation to go to a Joe Dispenza event at the end of February into March. Oh, cool. And I wanted to do it for a really long time. Now I've meditated before, but not to yeah. this intensity, you know, yeah. Yeah. and it's just about opening my heart and just like, you know, just letting in all that love and having the brain heart coherence. Right. And it's been amazing. You know, yeah. it's been really, it's been really amazing. So I'm really, I'm really trying to amp up because I know there's like a four hour pineal gland meditation at the event and i'm like wow, oh, wow. four hours in one shot that's a lot right that's a lot yeah and i'm like i'm all about growth and i really love to to see myself grow and then to help other people grow into just a happier healthier version you know right. that's what we're all here trying to like be the best versions and you know like you and i and that kind of stuff that's just our our path now so yep. yeah Yep. It, become, it becomes who we are. <laughs> no, it does. And, and, and it's funny because people ask me, you know, like, oh, well, you know, especially new clients when they're coming on, like, like, okay, when can I call you? When can I talk to you? I'm like, anytime. Like, I'm like, right. and, and they're just like, oh, but you need time away. I'm like, no, but this is who I am. Like, this is right. who I am is the person that helps you with your health. And it's not, it, you know, it's not something that um, is a hindrance to me or is a bothersome to me. Um right. Because it's just like, it it's it's so much needed information that needs to get out to people, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And and so one person at a time, and just checking it off, and and you know that little ripple effect that hopefully it just continues to to build and build as it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. So.
Yeah. Well, I think that ripple effect is super important. I mean, I get people reaching out to me, like somebody reached out, like, do you have a fat-free um, dressing recipe? And I'll give it to them. Mm -hmm. Of course yeah, I do. Right. I have one and I'm going to share it after this when I have a moment. Yeah. And I had somebody else reaching out to me, like I've been posting some workout stuff on my Instagram, you know, on I work out every other day yeah. and people are like, Oh, I feel so inspired. I'm like, well, that's awesome. Right. Cause right. I'm putting out stuff. It's a value, hopefully to somebody it's free right. stuff. I'm not an expert on that, but I'm learning, right. yeah. you know, and I'm growing and I want to be, you know, more knowledgeable at it. And that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm doing. You got a dog too. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Mine's um, out. You're crying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, website again. So, how can people raisedvibes.com? Okay. And on Instagram, I'm at raised underscore vibes. Okay. And the new Transform Your Gut, Transform Your Life program is on my website under the services tab. Okay. And it starts February 1st. And cool. people can sign up now or they can. I would just say sign up now so you get it done. Right. Um, but yeah, they can sign up now. And if they have any other questions, they can certainly message me and ask me. I'd be happy to answer them. But I think it's like, like I said, it's just going to be a, a beautiful trajectory into strengthening the immune system, healing those gut issues. Because I mean, I don't know anybody who's eating a standard American diet who doesn't have gut issues. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... It, it's that That is the biggest chronic thing. It and is. And the two top killers of people in this country is heart disease and diabetes. And right. both of these can be prevented. Right. Unless there's some like issue with your heart, like a, a valve or something. But I mean, these can be prevented through diet. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do that? Why right. would you put yourself on the trajectory to hell when you can put yourself right. on the trajectory to heaven, right? Yep, so. exactly right. So... Well, cool. Well, I will link those, um, all those, those links in the show notes so people can, can get in touch with you. Um, it's been a pleasure. Is there anything else that, uh, you know, like a last bit of wisdom or nugget that you'd like to share with everybody? I think just to, and this is totally off the track, but just sure. to be your authentic self mm. and to try to, if you're your authentic self, I think that's going to be the most important thing to attract people come from a place in a space of love mm -hmm. and give people the benefit of the doubt you know mm -hmm. and try to see that maybe their emotions or reactions aren't really about you and don't take everything personally so mm -hmm. i mean that's my favorite book is the four agreements by don miguel ruiz and don't take anything personally because most of the time it really isn't about you very true very true so. I'm not sure how much wisdom that is, but there you go. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. So thank you so much, Patricia, for being on. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it and much love. Thanks for checking out the Confidence Through Health podcast. Please subscribe, post a review, share this episode with those you love who need a little extra help with their health journey. Visit allinhealthandwellness.com to learn more about the coaching programs that I provide. All episodes are produced by the Social Media Cowboys, your source for all online marketing needs. Go to socialmediacowboys.com for more information.